Hello, and welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell stories and learn from listening. Okay, welcome listeners back to the Share Chair Podcast. I'm Greg Koblack from Fruitport High School uh, and with another interview today and excited to interview Levi Glenn. Am I just pronouncing it right? Yeah, that's yeah, good. So, uh, and uh, Levi is a senior at Fruitport High School and uh, excited to talk about what you do and what you do for fun in uh, senior year. So why don't you say hello? Hello. Hello. Levi. <laughs> and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sometimes people talk about their family or what they like to do, and, and we'll kind of go um, from there. You know, I've been going to Fruitport for eight years. I moved from Orchard View, and I think it was a really good move. And I think moving to Fruitport changed me a little bit because it kind of got me into running. You moved to Fruitport eight years ago and got into running. Yeah. That sounds early to get into running, like yeah. like in fifth grade and fourth grade. Yeah. And I imagine we'll talk more about that, but you're on the cross-country team and you love running. Um, I don't know if love is the right word. Well, you said it was a good move <laughs> switching schools because you got into it, so there's got to be something good about it. Why did you say that? What's good about uh, running? Or what's it, good was, about? it was definitely life-changing. It, it gave me a lot of opportunities for like later in my life, like college and stuff like that. Well, explain. Like I've, I've had a few college offers from schools that like want to recruit me and it's kind of opened my eyes to like more than just school maybe. Like I could even be like an athlete outside of school. So that's good. It keeps me in shape, obviously. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, but I don't know if I would say I, would, I love it. Wow. So uh, are you considering running in college? It is a very possible idea. And so, man, I hope that you, I mean, I hope you really like it. If, if you can't say love, I hope you like it, like I, it, like it a I, lot. I, I'm very passionate about it. Okay. But I don't know, if, like I said, if love is the right word. Wow. That's, I'm trying to process <laughs> that. So is, is it partly because it's just demanding and it's hard? and, it, and yeah. yeah. It's a very mentally tough sport. So, well, well, we just kind of jumped right into it. So, this is great. So, you're yeah. on the cross-country team. We're uh, interviewing you in the middle of the season. How is the fall cross-country season going so far? Oh, man. It started off pretty rough. What does that mean? Um, so, I've had, a, like, my first few races, didn't I wasn't really doing so well. Um, I have, like, a runner's asthma. So, it's, like, exercise-induced. So, that's getting me pretty good this year. It's... Um, I would say getting worse as I get older, but we're kind of evening things out now and I should start to get back into the swing of things. So you have a medical condition yeah. that sounds like it would be really challenging for runners. Oh yeah. And, and this is not something you're dealing with on your own. You have like medical trained professionals that are part of it. Yeah. Then you say, what'd you say? It's getting better. Or you're getting it under control. What was it? What was the term you just used? So, like as of the asthma itself is getting worse, but the treatment we're doing to help like take care of the issue is getting better. So uh, yeah, okay. Like you have an inhalers and some yeah. kind of medication or so something like that. It's not just like breathing exercises. Yeah, I take or I take a daily inhaler. I take okay. two times in the morning and then two times at night, and then I also have a rescue inhaler just in case things get iffy. 
And so, but it, does it mostly affect you when you're exercising or does it affect you daily? It's mostly when I'm exercising. And like cross country is all exercising, right? Yeah. So, so it started rough. So what kind of like, uh, what kind of success were you having? You said rough. Is that because you weren't getting certain times or finishing in the standings where you wanted to, or just the fact that you're frustrated that my breathing is affecting my running? So like usually we'll say like a competitive time for 5Ks for a high school boy is around 18s. So that's 18 minutes to yeah. run five kilometers, just yes. to translate that yeah. to the normal uh, person and out there. And my times are far over that, I would say. Like, rather than like the 19 to like the 20 range is what I'm running at right now. What, what were you running at last year, or what was your fir- your best years? What, were, what are your best times? Um, I would have to say that my best year was probably my sophomore year, mm-hmm. even though... I didn't run the best, my best time that year. I definitely had one of my best, most successful seasons. That means like consistently pretty good? Yeah. But last year, I did tear my MCL at the start of the season. So that put me at a halt. But when I came back into things, I did end up having a rather good season. Wait, you tore your MCL and recovered and participated in the same season? Yes. That sounds that sounds like a miracle. Like, is it the MCL? <laughs> Like, is that a big injury? Um, it was a grade two tear, so it was bad, but it wasn't to the gr- degree of needing surgery. So no surgery. No surgery was required for it. It was I was off for two months, I think. Just resting for two months. Yes. Not getting your heart and lungs and body in yeah. shape, and so you still had a good time. What's your best time? What's your like PR? My, my PR is sixteen forty-eight. And do you do you think you'll be able to best that this year? Um, I'm very hopeful. Yes. I, uh, our goal this year as a team is to go to state because we've had two qualifiers. Um, I qualified my sophomore year for state as an individual. And then we had another runner, Vincent Pollock qualified for state his sophomore year. And this year we have very, very high hopes of going to state as a team. All right, well, let's talk a little bit more about your personal goals and your team goals. So we're, we're uh, recording this in the middle of September, mm-hmm. which is, are, is that like halfway through your season or is it less than halfway? It's, it's about halfway through, yeah. yeah. And then what, uh, so, so what are your goals for individually? Like, do you have a certain time or a certain place you want to finish in regionals or, uh, you know, survive hard breathing and... <laughs> bad knees i don't know what what kind of um i would say probably my biggest personal goal is just get back to where i was because it's kind of frustrating when you were doing so well but you drop back and you know you can do better but like there's that kind of disconnect from like how i should be doing and how i am doing How, how do you plan to overcome that that frustration um Probably just putting it back into my work, you know, really striving to get back, like, because if I'm not willing to put the work in, then why would I be willing to set that goal for myself? So just work, like work hard at practice, I mean. Yeah. And so I imagine that cross country, I, I put that up there as one of the top. I think like 
athletes that are swimmers are extremely dedicated. You have practice before school and after school, like mm -hmm. amazing, or wrestlers, like they're dedicated because every calorie they take, they're watching and watching their weight and cutting and having long practices. And, and I put cross country like close up there too. Like it's, you have to be pretty dedicated to, yeah. to be good at cross country. I mean, you're running a lot of miles and does running get, you know, does it get boring sometimes just running and running? Um, I would say if we, cause we have routes that we run. So I would say if we do the same route, like every day it gets pretty repetitive and not as fun, but like we like to mix it up and explore new places and go to Hoffmaster state park or go to like rising uh, park and like stuff like that. So, so coach does a good job of scheduling where you're not just running laps around a track. You're doing trail runs. You're yeah. getting to see some things. And what, uh, want to speak to that? Like, do you agree that cross country is a sport that takes a certain level of dedication? a hundred percent agree. It, it, it takes a definite significant amount of like physical strength to do. Mm hmm and I'd have to say it takes even more mental strength to do because your body can take so much more than your brain will let it. And you just have to like push through that. Like, like push your, push your body to the limit. Yeah. Even though your body's telling you not to push it. To yeah. The limit. You're like, your body will like tell you that like you're done, like your, your legs hurt, but like in reality, like what do they hurt for? just keep going is this something that is tough to do in training and practice or tough to do in competition when you talk about that or both maybe i would say it's a lot tougher in competition because the pace is a little bit like higher up there while in like training it's i wouldn't say relaxed but yeah there's not the same adrenaline level as yeah. you're running against an opponent to you know, yeah. you do. You, uh, I've heard when you pass somebody in a big five k, you're at you're at mile two and a half or mile three, and you pass someone like you get like this this little high of endorphins and adrenaline. Is that true? It is very true. Explain it. Tell tell us about that. Um, tell us. I think I usually have like my biggest, I'd say like adrenaline rush towards like the end of my race, because I have um, like a big like kick at the end, which is basically where you just all-out sprint towards the end and everybody tries to do that yeah some are better at others probably and it's just like i can pass like nine or ten kids in that short little stretch and Amazing. it's just like the the feeling that you get like just knowing that you completed this task is just it's amazing uh one of the last cross-country events I went to watch, it's been a, a while, sorry, Fruitport athletes, but uh, uh, they, ro they raced at a local park, and they, were, and they were finishing, and I was so impressed because the athletes pushed themselves so much to the point that, that they were throwing up. I don't know if I can say it on the podcast and be off-putting, sorry, but I saw like, like four people like almost like puke on the shoes of the person in front of them in line as they were finishing that yeah. they pushed themselves that hard and i was like wow this is you know impressive that they would really push themselves to that point is this something that you've experienced or um you can you've seen or could relate i to? would say i've experienced that a few times yeah i don't know necessarily in any of my 5ks but like i run some like bigger races like 10ks or like i've ran a few half marathons Oh, so, and you don't do yeah. that for the school. You do that just no. for your phone? That's, Tell us about that. just on my own. Why would you run longer? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's great about that? Um, well, it helps you get, like, 
a sense of like that outside competition because like when you're running against the same people it's the same results over and over again so you can run like road races or like longer races to like kind of build up that strength and that mentality you're going to need to run those lesser races so all right have you met mr jablonski our new uh biology teacher yes so have you heard about his running i have not oh uh, uh, we did i interviewed him for the share chair podcast and he mm-hmm. does like the ultra marathons like those 1500 mile kind of things yeah I'd, i don't think i could do those yeah well but it's kind of like a like a drug almost right people just get addicted to mm-hmm. running i have friends who like i didn't run 10 miles before work today feel like so unaccomplished because running is such a part of their lives mm-hmm. what um and I think that's great about cross country is it's a sport you can do the rest of your life, right? Like you yeah. can compete at any level you want in 5K races or 10K races or mm-hmm. half marathons or whatever. Whereas some sports, like I don't see a lot of adult lacrosse leagues. I don't know. Maybe they're out there, right? Then there's yeah. some, you know, there's adult flag football, but not so much the pads on tackle football, but running something people do. Their whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just start when you're young or you're 30 or 40, just whenever. And, like, I think that once I started, I don't think I could ever stop. I don't think I will ever stop. So you do – I want to come back to the team thing, but you also run, I imagine, track in the spring, right? Yes. You do the distance events there? Um, I actually run, like, mid-distance. Which is what what events are mid-distance? So I do the 400, and then I do 4x4, and then I also do pole vault. So you oh yeah so the four hundred that's like a sprint right now you come yeah so uh, I'm surprised that with your cross country that, that you don't run like the mile or the two miles so maybe you will maybe <laughs> you need a, something different I I think the idea of running around the track that many times is just unappealing so I don't really enjoy that so I'd rather run like mid distance to like a sprint okay. What, uh, oh, if you're good at kicking at the end of a cross-country race, yeah. that make, makes sense. So so tell me more about the t- the team goals. So you said, so I, did you say you're hoping the team will qualify for states? Yeah. So how do you, how does that happen? So we have two, I'd say, major goals as a team. Mm-hmm. And one of them being as go to state as a team. And now for qualifying, it's top, I think, three teams qualify for state. And then a fourth team can qualify if they have four runners in the top 20 finishers. Good. So I think, if I understand right, you left out, this is like at the pre-state, like yes, a regional. At the, at the regional. At the regional yeah. team. So how many teams are in a regional? Like 15 mm. to 20 schools, something like that? I'm not exactly sure. It, it changes every year. I mean, am I, are we in the right? Is it yeah. 50 it, or I is would it say, less than 10? Or I would something say around? like 10 to the 15 range. 10 to 15. And yeah. then the top three teams automatically qualify yes. and maybe a fourth if you have a good enough score or so what we're gonna have to strive to do is we're gonna have to strive to get that those four runners into the top 20 and that will qualify us that as a hard. team yeah it's it's gonna be hard we're gonna have to try and how many how many guys are on the cross-country team this year we have six guys on the team so only six so that sounds yeah. like i mean some of the schools you run against probably have double triple quadruple that many yeah runners, so. so usually a full team is seven but we, we don't even have a seventh guy well you mean just for a normal meet yeah you need seven people to 
top seven runners so score your your top five score okay but then if like a tie is in place then it'll go to your sixth runner oh and then you have a seventh runner if someone else is falling behind that day or the sixth runner isn't doing well like it's just that kind of anchor man so set so five it's important to have five people to mm-hmm. place and qualify and score yeah and then maybe the sixth or seventh yeah and in the races for cross country is it just the top five that day or it's not like predetermined these are my five or is it just the top five that finished first across the line first it's the top five from that team so like but is that top five predetermined? Not by the predetermined. Coach? Oh, just the f- of that race. Yes. So like so, okay. I could go from being like our first finisher from Fruitport to then our fourth finisher yeah. from Fruitport. Because maybe one day you're just feeling better or you're yeah. healthier. Or maybe it's a hilly course and you don't like hills or it's a hilly course and you do like hills or mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah. Well, that's great. What else? I mean... I wanted to talk mostly just about you, but we talk so much about the sport of cross country. It's kind of, uh, I'm enjoying it. What else do, would you want people to know about cross country that they maybe don't know? I think it's a very undermined sport. What does that mean? Like a lot of people see it and they're like, oh, running, that's, running is not fun. Why would you ever want to do that as a sport? But when you do it just solely to run, then it's, it, it's way different. Like it brings out a, definitely a bigger picture of what running is as a whole and it brings a different aspect because like one other sports might be like go run because you were late to practice my coach is like go run so you can get better so like I know I used to play other sports but now it's just purely running when I would look at running in those other sports as a punishment I would be like this is just making me better I had that experience. I had coaches where running was a punishment. And to this day, I don't like running. So I now use uh, cycling for exercise. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, the running stuff, it, it was I was hurt by that, I think, from some of my coaches. So, And I, I think some coaches know this and are evolving, but I'm, I still think some coaches are a little old school with that. So yeah. what... Um, hmm. So, so tell me, uh, let me bring the conversation back to this. You said that you might run next year after you graduate in college. Yeah. But I also heard you say like, you're not running as good as you wish you were. So like, like I, my impression is that like people that run in college, like have to be pretty good. And so how, how is that working out? How, uh, tell me about the college process. Like where might you go to school or uh, yeah, how you communicate with coaches about things if you're not as happy with your times as you wish you were. So I think the major thing right now is that when it comes to senior year, coaches don't really look at your senior year times because it's kind of odd, but like nine times out of ten, your senior year times aren't as good as your previous times. Most coaches will look at your junior times because that's kind of when you peak because the idea behind it is like you kind of like give up a little bit or you're kind of like laid back and relaxing your senior year. I've been running for this many years. Yeah. It's hard to be motivated to so to train in the summer or something like that yeah. to come in. So Okay, so coaches look at that and so what kind of uh what kind of wh- where might you end up? I mean, I know it's early to probably have a decision um, or anything like that, but 
I think I'll start out at a community college, probably MCC, mm-hmm. because of the Muskegon Promise. So that will be a good choice. And then I well, might let's kind of tell people. So at uh, MCC stands for Muskegon Community yeah. College, which is the county Fruitports uh, in, and ninety percent of Fruitport students live in the county. And we have this great thing called the Muskegon Promise, where if you have a certain academic success, that you can get uh, free tuition at the community college. It's a pretty popular. T- plan and mcc has a cross-country team mm-hmm. where you'd be able to run there you're saying um yes i'm pretty sure i would be able to run there okay um and then i'm, I'm hoping to take two years because that's what the promise covers and then i'm hoping to transfer to like a larger school like um gvsu okay so a state university something bigger that's a yeah. popular plan and I, I like it when people have one eye on the future and one eye on the present too. So, yeah. well, well, uh, well maybe, let me change the conversation to what's it like to be a senior? Maybe we could just talk about that. So what's seen, I mean, your senior year, what, how's it going so far? What's it like? I mean, it's going really good. It's kind of scary. Why? Why? Well, because I'm graduating and like up until this point, my life has kind of revolved around school, but it's not going to really be that way anymore. So am I hearing you say like you've been at a, a place that you've found good, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you enjoy school, you felt safe and have friends and, and now uh, you graduate out and then there's some unknown about what the future is going to be like. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I hope there's some excitement to that, you know, and some nerd, but you have, you, I mean, you still have, you know, 150 days of school left until graduation. <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, what are the things that seniors look forward to? Like what's on your to-do list? Like, I'm not sure, you know. Um, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to moving on, even though it might be a little scary. Good. I'm <laughs> glad that you're looking forward to it. That's yeah. Good. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to like college and the things I might do after college because um, another option that I have maybe out of high school would be taking like an internship somewhere. So like that could be fun too. I, there's a lot of different options. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of career thoughts might you have? Um, you I'm said after college. So like what, what could that be? So I was thinking like a DNR officer or just like a police officer after um, college. Um, and I was also looking at, like into internships with uh, national parks. So you take a summer off and then you go to a national park and you basically get paid to learn about it. And you get to stay in the national park for the summer and you work just like you would normally. And then you go home at the end of the summer. Well, well those, all, those all sound great. I hope that... Uh you know, as soon as you, well, starting now or your first uh, semesters at colleges, uh, that you get to start exploring what kind of classes, you know, the DNR, you know, kind of yeah. uh, track for work or national parks, which I imagine have some similar overlap. Mm-hmm. But maybe working for a police officer might have a different one, but see which kind of courses you like and help yeah. help decide what what uh, what place to go so well we'll we'll come back to senior year like like it's like is there something more special about being a senior like uh with uh pep rallies or homecoming or prom or something like that or you know it's like um i feel like we're looked up to a little bit more 
and you can kind of notice that like now that you're a senior you can see that like the freshmen are like watching you and you can tell um and like at like the pep rallies and the football games and stuff it's like we're the ones that are like kind of driving the force so it's like we're almost like the school spirit we're like that driving force that gets everyone going so like a friday night football game the yeah. student section is always you know controlled by the seniors right and you yeah. can see that so is it, how, what about uh, around the hallway do you think like this the seniors are being watched by the freshmen and sophomores or the you know in the just around the you know normal school day um i don't know if i could say that we are being watched but i feel like to some extent we are kind of setting an example of like how you should act i will confirm that's absolutely true that, that <laughs> it is a big responsibility yeah. i think for the seniors like when once you become a senior you kind of have to take like a, a responsibility that you are like the next generation like these younger on like underclassmen are watching you and like yeah you set an example yeah and all of a sudden hopefully behaviors that were okay before you were freshmen that are immature you kind of yeah set them straight set a good example i'm glad you're aware of that because i'm not sure everyone is and i think that when i look back on my career as a teacher that the years where we've had really pleasant years are years where the senior class is a good class in, in many ways, you know, good citizenship, yeah. good academics, you know, and we'll uh, yeah, do a good job setting the tone for the rest of the school. So uh, I'm glad that uh, you, you know, you noticed that. So hey, any examples of that? Any examples? Where, is, there, is there an example where you've thought, man, I better do this instead of this because people are watching me <laughs> um put you on the spot sorry levi i wouldn't say not uh, like not necessarily i don't really i'm not too like sporadic at school anymore i know like as a freshman i was kind of crazy but now i just kind of go through the day get my work done business-like yeah and that's different than when you were a freshman definitely well, explain that a little bit more tell me how you've grown <laughs> well I would say that as a freshman, I like, I would just play on my Chromebook the whole time, just play games just all day. And I would watch movies and just not pay attention. And I mean, that was even different because we had COVID. So we had the, the uh, half and half schedule. Oh uh, yeah. That was, there were some rough times in the past. It, that it, was when you were a freshman, huh? Yeah. Man, I still feel like those ripple effects are still in flu. 2020 is not done with us, even though <laughs> it's 2023, huh? Yeah. But uh, I'd have to say now it's, you know, go to class, get your work, get your work done, pay attention. It, it makes things a whole lot easier. I sometimes say it's my favorite part of my job, watching freshmen change from being freshmen to being seniors, watching them grow and develop, because yeah, there's a lot of, those are, those are important years, informative years for yes. us. So. What, uh, well, maybe, uh, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this, but uh, um, I remember when I had you in chemistry class that uh, I got these papers that you have this IEP, and uh, I don't remember the details about it, and uh, but uh, I remember... Uh, at one point, we were taking a test, and I had a version of the test 
that was made just a little bit different for students that have an IEP that had some of yours, maybe a little uh-huh. bit shorter in the math or a little less reading or whatever the situation is. And I remember you saying, uh, I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to take this version instead of this this version that was for IEP. And I remember being impressed that... Uh, that you wanted to do that. Do you remember this at all, or do you, do you have any comment about? Uh, I do remember that a little bit. Um, and know, I remember you being successful, right? I I like to go through life challenging myself because if there's no challenge, then like, why why do it? You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> I guess there's not a really a better way to say that, but like life is full of challenges. And the more you take, the better you'll know how to like face these challenges. That sounds really mature for a, <laughs> for a high school kid that you actually embrace the challenges. And maybe I could put words in your mouth, whether that's academic challenges, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. try in the version of the test that might become a little bit more challenging for someone with IEP, running cross country, taking on a 10K. Did you say you did a marathon or a half marathon? I did a half marathon. Like taking on that and you like embrace those challenges. That's awesome. Yeah. And what other challenges do you have you taken on? Or where did that come from? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I like to challenge myself. It's, it's better than just going like just through life because it's kind of pointless if you just go through it as easy way possible. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. <laughs> Levi, thanks a lot for coming in. Uh, we like to end all of the Share Chair podcast interviews with uh, asking our guests to share a piece of advice for the listeners. So do you have any advice that you'd like to just share with people? Um, I think the biggest advice I can get is chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. Yeah. Why do you say that? Or can you explain it more? Or is it um, self-explanatory? Because, you know, a lot of times in life, we just go through life and we're just like, whatever happens, happens. But like, if you really, really want something, then like, go get it. Like, make that thing happen. Ah, I think that's great advice. And I hope that uh, I'm feeling pumped up after talking to you. And uh, maybe others will from here in our conversation. So, well, Levi Glenn, thanks a lot. I hope you have a wonderful senior year. I'll be following the cross-country team. I hope that you hit those goals. Maybe a new PR, if possible. Qualify for states, which I know is not easy. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.